You're listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. Kia ora, tēnā koutou koutou, ko Sarah Takuingua. Welcome back to our Community Voice podcast. I'm here with the lovely Angela Vermeulen. And we're just going to share some hows of how to get in how to get your community involved in moving practice forward. So, Ange, have you got some examples from things that you've done within schools as to how you involve the community in discussions or even in transforming things that were happening within your place? So the, one of the ways that we found were really successful in gaining community voice was through, obviously, surveys. Surveys are really powerful because they, they are specific. You can ask specific questions and get specific answers that you want. So we used Google Forms, which was uh, really cool to send out easily, and it collects information back for you. We also opened up and had afternoons in the library where parents could come in and, and talk with us. What we started realising at an intermediate is that we needed to deformalise some of our interactions with our communities to get their voice and, and how they're feeling. So we had informal after evenings where people could bring along food and a blanket and a lot of the conversations were social conversations, you know, getting to know them, but we could also ask them some questions about how they're feeling about the MLE or, or the changing in the curriculum and or what, just, just general how they're feeling about what's going on at the school. And this was a really nice way to approach people who maybe we knew weren't comfortable in a large situation. We did have also evenings where we would invite parents along and talk about the change. But uh, one way that we also gained voice was when our year sixes were coming into the school. The principal would always meet with them and talk about the school and say, what, you know, what is your beliefs? What, um, what do you want to bring to the school? What can you bring in and how can we make sure that you feel valued in the school? So those informal conversations were just as powerful as surveys and we got some amazing feedback from the community in, in those ways. And I heard of a little school, a little country school, who was wanting to get some parent feedback from a new entrant classroom about going into MLE. And they had about 60% of parents who had completed the forms. So what they did on 3 o'clock in the afternoon, because I know a lot of the parents come and pick up the kids, they had about 10, 15 little new entrants with iPads running up to parents saying, have you filled this form out? And they got 100% feedback. Just little things like that that you can say, hey, parents, I know that you're busy and I feel that, you know, but have you filled this out and taken the time and... The parents valued that. Do you feel that because the pat, the surveys are more effective because you built those relationships first? Definitely. So definitely. the key to that valuing is actually if you want to get the good information out of out of people and for them to feel that they can have an input into what you're doing within the school is to actually build that relationship. Absolutely. We've done a lot of work around building relationships first. We wouldn't be definitely not just cold calling surveys, mm. especially as some of the surveys that we were wanting was, please tell us, do you feel that we are valuing you and valuing your children? And these sort of questions were important for us to make sure that when we were going through the change, the parents knew that their voice um, counted. Definitely relationships were built first. It was all about relationships first. And, and then just, um, yeah, so some of my examples were more of the later down track and, and the how. So I know that you've done some really awesome things with parent focus groups. Can you tell us some more, uh, a bit more about that with what you're doing at Clarkville, Sarah? Sure. So I have to put a bit of, bit of a shout out to Clarkville because I know that they're still doing amazing things. Because they're very much of a semi-rural school, the community play a big part in what they do. So it was really important to get 
community involved in making sure that what we were doing at the school was accepted, appreciated and understood by everybody. So we would do the surveys. We didn't get a huge response. So the way that I um, worked with, particularly the school, because I worked in the juniors, was to be able to invite people in. Food is always a good way to get people in. Oh, yes. Food and wine. So we would have breakfasts. No wine at breakfast, (laughs) but we'd have breakfasts and we'd just have an informal chat, what's going on, and I would take parts of the program to talk about with them. I didn't feel that that was enough. So what I did is put a a bit of an SOS out and I asked for some volunteers. And I got about six volunteers from the junior team. So they were parents who I formed a focus group with. And I used used design thinking, the design thinking process, to work with them. Because what I found is, although the kids were really excited, passionate and successful in the new learning environment we would set up, they knew what they were doing. Parents still held on to the fact that this wasn't the same as when they went to school. Mm, yeah. So it was about tough. taking them on the journey with us and educating them along the way. And there's that great phase that sometimes you have to unlearn to relearn. So it was all about that. So with this focus group, we I took one area of the program, which was their Chill in the Morning program. And we talked about what we could do to improve it. What, what were their concerns? What, um, how were they feeling about it and what we could do to make it better. And the biggest concerns were, one, they felt that it was um, hard to negotiate around the space. It wasn't clearly defined. And the other thing is that they didn't know who to go and talk to. And the other thing was about their child getting lost. So I came up with a couple of options for them based on their concerns. And then I pitched this to them. They then decided on what we could do. So from that, what we did is had certain um, areas set up. So we had zones, which you may find in other schools too. And then the t- this teaching staff were on a rotation. So there would be always someone at the front of house, someone at the door, meeting and greeting, and being the person that you could have a conversation with if you needed to, mm. um, or just to say hello to. And then the other two teachers would wear wings. That was my favorite <laughs> job, to be the floating fairy. Um, because their job was to float around and to support children. Perfect. So that was our main, that was our first thing to target. And what we did after we, we tried these new things is we went back and reflected. So we went back to the design process and said, well, okay, how's it going? Is there anything we need to re- redefine? What the, the impact that it had is those parents felt valued. They felt that their voice was getting heard and they actually knew what was going on. Mm. They felt that they could help and support their children far better because they were involved in it. Some other things that came out of that is we'd had a, had a pill. So instead of a chill, we had a pill, which is a parent's independently leading their learning. So we had that session, and it was basically run by the children, but the parents would come and do what the kids would have done in the morning. So lots of little things it's along awesome. the way. The other thing that we worked on was our inquiry and the same process because they, they didn't understand what inquiry learning for mm. children was about. So we pitched the same activity to them as we would have done for the children, the first, getting excited, you know, tuning inside. And they're like, okay, now it all makes sense. And then I talk to them about, so what is it you want your kids to learn from this? What is it you want them to get out of it? They pretty much scripted the inquiry for us based on what they, the values that they believed in. So just having that relationship, and I can see having focus groups right across your curriculum 
where parents are involved, parents, teachers, other community members and children can have such a major impact. So that for me was the biggest um, way of involving people. And it wasn't a, I need you, you, you. It was come, come. If you want to come, please do. I like the way that you talked about um, valuing the parents and where they come from and that we're not trying to change their way of thinking. No. We're not trying to say well, their education was wrong. We're actually trying to educate communities and saying learning is changing children are changing we have digital technologies that is making learning more ubiquitous when children can actually learn at any time not between nine and three anymore so that parents need to see that education actually needs to shift and that we are valuing your input and your values and your beliefs to help us shape education for the kids futures not for ours or for the parents involved so it's really cool and I think the biggest message that parents were so happy to hear was actually you're doing a great job because a lot of the time we have parents coming in stressing that they didn't know how to support because they feel that they don't know how you learn now. Mm. But that informal learning that you do every day, the things that the, the, the parents have done with those children before they've come to school, when they go home, we say this is really good quality stuff, so take that with you. I think the thing that teachers want to know is, okay, I've, I've, I've got this feedback, I have this information, what do I do with it? And if you listen to podcast three, we're going to tell you what you can do with some of that feedback. You've been listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility.